Hey, hockey fans, welcome to Across the Pond Hockey Talks Volume 15. I'm your host, Chris Ivany, and my very special guest today is from beautiful Richmond, British Columbia. She had two great seasons with the Pacific Steelers of the JWHL, where she showed her scoring touch, putting up nearly a point a game. She then went on to play for the University of Connecticut Huskies, where she had four fantastic seasons, averaging 0.7 points a game and becoming the team's assistant captain in her final season. After completing her degree in sport management, she then signed with the Shenzhen KRS Vanky Rays of the CWHL and turned pro at the young age of 22. This past season, she won her first WHL championship, was named an all-star, and also wore an A as an assistant captain. It's my pleasure to welcome to Across the Pond Hockey Talks, Leah Lum. How you doing, Leah? I'm doing great. It's been that's uh, awesome. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're very welcome. Uh, so right now you're back in Richmond, BC, riding out the uh, lockdown, <laughs> lockdown 2020. Can you tell me a little bit? Uh, where, did you always live in Richmond? Yeah. So um, my both my parents, my mom uh, Debbie, my dad Randy, yeah, my older brother Trevor, and myself. Uh, yeah, grew up in Richmond, born and raised. Um, Lived in the same house my whole life, pretty much, except when it got rebuilt. Um, but yeah, kind of just grew up here, went to schools here, played hockey here. Um, yeah, that's uh, pretty much it. It's kind of a is it kind of a rural upbringing in Richmond? Would you say? Um, yeah, it's, I mean, obviously, it's it's a pretty diverse community. I went to school, not my uh, attachment school either. Um, I uh, went to French immersion school. Good for which you. Which is about like yeah, fifteen minutes away, yeah. and then um, continued the French immersion into high school. So that was about a twenty-minute drive away as well. Um, but yeah, I got uh, the uh, bilingual thingy. Um, <laughs> graduated with that. Yep. But uh, definitely did not hold up with my French. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll do the rest of the interview in English just to keep just so you're comfortable. Perfect. <laughs> Uh, so can you tell me when you were growing up, was, was hockey everything for you or did you have other hobbies or sports that you played? Hockey was uh, definitely the main sport, but I mean, uh, I was pretty fortunate. Uh, my parents signed me up for pretty much everything. I played uh, soccer, baseball, basketball. I mean, uh, my dad taught me to ski when I was three years old. Wow. Um, but yeah, I pretty much did everything from like gymnastics tennis training <laughs> that's awesome uh, even like spring hockey and everything yeah so i was a pretty fortunate kid to be able to play uh all the sports it's definitely a huge advantage to be a multi-sport athlete and i think uh, most people would agree with that um 100 percent. yeah when did when did you first lace them up when did you first uh give hockey a go uh i th- i started hockey when i was four but um i have a pretty like i think when i first laced them up was probably when i was about three or just before I was turned four and I think we we're uh, up in I remember we we're up in big white and uh the pond had frozen over there so um I remember skating on there but I think that's when I first laced them up but uh yeah I started playing hockey when I was four right and was it love at first skate uh I think so can't remember totally but <laughs> I think so uh when you first started playing organized hockey were there women's leagues or were you playing with boys at the time Oh, no, I was playing boys hockey. Okay. Uh, I played boys hockey for 10 years, actually. Okay. And yeah. was that because that was the only option you had, or was it because you were like an elite player, so it was kind of your best option to improve? Uh, 
No, I think that's kind of, it was kind of just like, uh, you know, they mixed up the teams and whatnot. Um, I don't believe so that there was a women's team at the time. Uh, I'm not sure actually, but um, yeah, I just played boys hockey and, you know, uh, most of the girls did play ringette, I'm pretty sure. Right. Um, So, um, how, sorry, how old were were you when you first started playing? I started like playing organized? when I was four. Organized hockey when I was four, yeah, okay. for uh, R- Richmond Minor. Okay. And um, can you tell us a little bit about the Pacific Steelers? Uh, I, I checked out that league, and apparently it started yep. in 2007. Um, where was the home rank, first of all, for your team? Um, so that so the team was based kind of my first year. I was only a, an affiliate, actually, my first year. Yeah. Um, yeah, you, so you were when young. I moved... I was young, yeah. When yeah. I moved, o- I moved over to girls hockey around. I think I was fourteen or fifteen, um, and it was either play major midget hockey for two years before you could get up into the JWHL. Okay. Or you would have to play like your minor hockey for three years. It was. Um, gotcha. And so yeah, I chose the minor hockey route. So I was an affiliate the first year, and I think it was based out of. Somewhere in the lower mainland. It wasn't like a set location. We kind of oh. practiced all over. Okay. Because, uh, yeah, girls on the team were from all over. We had girls from up north. We had uh, a couple girls from out of town and whatnot. So people were from all over the lower mainland. So we practiced pretty much like from in Burnaby Winter Club and in Richmond sometimes. Sometimes we went out to Langley, I remember, or Maple Ridge, actually. Um, yeah, and then uh, my second year Steelers is... I think our main point was Richmond. Right. So yeah. it seems like your schedule was pretty hectic even even at that time. Was, was there a lot of travel involved in that league? Oh, yeah. So uh, Steelers actually, that's the cool thing about playing for the Steelers was um, we all went to different high schools. It wasn't uh, an academy like OHA or Pursuit yeah. of Excellence or anything like that, um, which made it kind of a unique opportunity. Um like for me, I played all my high school sports as well while I was playing for the Steelers. Um, but yeah, traveling, uh, all tournaments were pretty much back out east in Boston, Toronto, whatnot. Yeah, because the teams um, were pretty spread out around the league. That's what I was yeah, noticing. Yeah, yeah, and there was teams in Alberta and pretty much all over. So we would travel quite a bit. It would be like every second weekend. So I'd be missing like mostly all the all the Thursdays and Fridays of school. I'd get a long weekend every other weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you had your second year there. You had a really good year. Um, at that time, were there already NCAA teams knocking on your door? Uh, no. So that's also a pretty unique story. I wasn't. Okay. Uh, I wasn't really f- too too focused. Uh, I, I I don't know. I guess I was too young or whatnot. I wasn't really. I never got a chance in, you know, the Team Canada program, so I never really um, really knew about, like, universities and stuff like that until, you know, I was like, well, I'm going to grab, I'm about to almost graduate. And, like, what am I going to do? Uh, yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> so I think it was, it was November, and uh, we had a tournament in UNH, and I remember my GM at the time was Tim Gilligan, and he took me on a tour of UNH um, and I met the coach and whatnot and he fo- followed up with an email and he offered me a, a little bit of a scholarship and I I was like, eh, you know, like I kind of like the school but not, I didn't love it, you know, so I said mm-hmm. no 
And then yeah. I just kept playing. Um, so when did UConn come knocking? How did that happen? So uh, that was a Penticton tournament up in the Okanagan. And Casey, the assistant coach of UConn, uh, was actually coming to recruit someone else, I heard. And uh, my coach, Jeff, told him about me. And uh, he watched me on the, a few games that weekend, and then he talked to me and was like, hey, uh, I really love your play and whatnot, but uh, we'd love you to come visit UConn. We'd love you to play for us. But the only exception was uh, I had to play defense. And you hadn't at that point. No. no, oh, I, 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 uh, I mean, I, growing up, like uh, when I played boys hockey, I was a defenseman, actually, for the 10 years there. Okay. And uh, when I moved to girls hockey, I moved forward. And then I just kind of fell in love with the position and everything. And then when he said that uh, I could come to UConn uh, on a full-ride scholarship, actually, and I, but I had to play defense, I was kind of like, oh, are you serious? Like, so I don't want to do he that. Didn't even, he didn't even <laughs> see you playing defense and he offered you a scholarship as a defenseman? Yeah, because they didn't need forwards at the time. He's wow. like, listen, like, we just – we want – we." We see, and he obviously knew I played D before. Yeah. Because I did play D in uh, Steelers at some point too, but uh, I was mainly a forward. And yeah, he was like, but you got to play defense. And I, I was, I was, I looked at my coach. I'm like, is he serious? Like, I don't want to play defense. I want to play forward. Yeah. <laughs> so, but when, uh, yeah, when you started, you started off as a defenseman. Did you play all of your seasons in, at, in, at UConn as a, as a defenseman? No. So everything kind of fell into place. Um, my first two years, I played defense, um, and then we kind of had injury problems and everything my sophomore season, and then they moved me forward, and they kept me forward for the past, uh, for the last two seasons of my college career, so everything kind of worked out in the end. <laughs> I right. didn't really have to freak out too much, but uh, yeah, I was pretty happy about that. Right, so you had four really good seasons, uh with in the NCAA. Let's talk a little bit about your progression as a player. Obviously, you're a well-rounded player. You're playing both forward and defense. But as a player, what did it take for you to get to the level that you needed to be at to turn pro, both physically and mentally? Um, I think, obviously, when you're in college every year, you kind of gain more confidence in your abilities and your skills and everything. Um, and then, you know, to take that into pro, you always, you know, I... Uh, playing at UConn, I got to play against like Poulin and Carpenter. Yeah, you know, so I got I was a, kind of exposed to you know what uh, like the highest of the highs mm-hmm. um, look like, and so you know obviously like work ethic and everything like that. You know, just and having confidence in yourself, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah so. Well, you're it, cer- it helped. You certainly surrounded yourself with some of the most elite women's hockey players in the world, so I'm sure they rubbed off on you a little bit. Yeah, yeah of course. And when that, when that uh, opportunity came, um, you were drafted in the second round by the KRS Vanky Race, who were at the time part of the Canadian Women's Hockey League. Mm-hmm. What was that day like for you, and how did the process of being drafted unfold? Um, that was a pretty cool experience. We was in uh, Toronto, um, you know, they put us in a hotel and then, um, the draft day was, came and, uh, most, most of the draftees were there. Um, and then they just had it on the big screen. And once you saw your name, you kind of just walked up stage, you know, yeah. grab the Jersey and then take a picture and walk off stage. And then 
there were a few interviews afterwards. Um, but then right after that, the next day, we took right off to China. <laughs> really? To start the season, yep. Okay, so that's that's insane. Right at, The yeah. day after being drafted, the whole team just went together? Uh, no. So or whoever was, only, was there? Uh, who, who, was, who only got drafted. So it was right. me, Hannah Miller, and uh, Kim. Right. So we were there. The rest of the team was already in China. And so gotcha. we had to fly to Toronto first to get drafted, kind of to like make it official, and then we headed right off to China the next day. That's exciting. Did you were you prepared for that? Um I was as prepared as I probably could be. <laughs> yeah. So you made the jump from NCAA to professional hockey. Um you were really young. What was the biggest change in the game for you? Um definitely the speed mm-hmm. um and the maturity, I think. Uh all the all the people in the CWHL know they've graduated college. And they kind of like they they grew up from obviously like me um, from freshman to senior, and they know what it takes to play at a high level. Um, so the first couple games, and that first season actually when I came back or when I went pro, uh, all the Olympians were back, so the league was even faster than it was the year before. Wow. So yeah, the first couple games I was like, holy smokes, man! Like this <laughs> this is what it takes. So this is what I got to do. <laughs> Well, you were thrown into the fire, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. How would you describe yourself as a player? Uh, I'd say pretty versatile, um, a playmaker. Um, definitely pass-first mentality, which is one of my one of my weaker points, which I'm trying to work on. You know, I need yeah. to shoot more. But, uh, you know, I've definitely always been a, kind of a playmaker. You know, always wanted to set up my teammates and, you know, make them success, successful as well. All right, I'm just going to compare your answer to, uh, I asked one of your coaches to describe you as a player. And you want to know what they said? (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Said, this is what Kayser said. He said, uh, she's a playmaker who can score, lots of hustle, plays hard no matter what the game. She's very positive and a leader in the dressing room. Those are some pretty big words uh, (laughs) from from your coach and sounds like it's pretty accurate to me. Yeah, I'm honored to, you know, make having uh, my coaches think of me that way. Yeah, and um, you certainly you certainly made an impression becoming a, an assistant captain at such a young age. Let's let's talk about this past season because it's pretty fascinating for me. I was I've been following you guys since the beginning of the season, and I knew you had a strong team, and I watched the team get better and better throughout the year. You kept adding some new pieces. Um, yep. Before we get to the the competition of the league. How did you feel about moving to China, and had you been there before? Uh, no. So uh, previous to my first season uh, pro, I have never been to China. Um, but uh, I don't know if you know, but I am, I'm, I'm full Chinese. Okay. Uh, Both of your parents yeah. are Chinese. Were they, Correct. Where are they from? Uh, so that's a funny story. Okay. Um, I'm fourth generation uh, Chinese on both of my parents' side. Oh, wow. So if you do the math, that's like my great-great-grandparents who were born in China. Okay. So, yeah, my family came over to Canada fairly early. Um, so, yeah, I don't know any Chinese or anything like that. I just kind of look Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone expects you to order for them at the restaurant when you walk in, and you're like, I have no idea, guys. I can't help you out. It's funny. Uh, the first time – yeah, so the first time I was in China – all the locals would always look at me and I'm like, 
they'd speak to me in Chinese. I'd be like, no, I can't, I can't respond. I, I don't know. And they just have this confused look on, on their face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, that's funny. So I did but mention... Yeah, going back, yeah, what was your quest, the question again? The question Sorry. was, uh, how did you feel about moving to China and, and what was it like? How did you, um, how did you adapt? I honestly didn't really know what to expect. Uh, you know, I've never been there. I, I, all I've heard was that it's just, you know, it's it's warm in Shenzhen. Yeah. It's uh, it's yeah, it's always hot there, so it's kind of like summer twenty four seven. Um, so like okay, so didn't pack too too much of the heavy stuff. Yeah. Um, kind of just went over there, you know, kind of toured around the place and got to know some of my teammates when I first got there, and then they kind of took me around and everything um but no i ended up you know it's it's a lovely city uh pretty modern yeah um but yeah everyone's just everyone's pretty happy like really happy there everyone's always smiling and yeah so it wasn't it wasn't too too hard of an adjustment other than you know i've never been that far away from home right. and the time change was definitely yeah a killer you know mm-hmm. be able to talk to family and stuff yeah shenzhen is a great city i mean it's one of the uh more i would say expat uh, cities in China, and yeah, it's, uh, it's cer- and it's a city on the rise. I mean, the population's yeah. growing like crazy. I've been I've been over there a few times. I actually haven't been there since they got the new high speed train from from Hong Kong to Shenzhen. I've heard like, I've heard of that, but I've never been on it. I know it's like a twelve minute ride. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, which is insane. I know under under the under the ocean. Um, yeah. So, and I mentioned before that you were named assistant captain this year. What did that mean to you? to be 23 years old, you're playing hockey with probably some of the people that you idolized as a kid or as a young mm-hmm. teenager. How did that feel? Um, you know, it was an honor, honestly. Um, yeah. You know, being able to, you know, have the respect of not only coaches, but, you know, most of your teammates as well. And um, obviously, I it's... As a young player, you still have to, you know, you're learning every day and everything. But uh, um, to have that on my jersey, uh, it, it was definitely an honor. But, uh, you know, whether I had that on my jersey or not, it still doesn't uh, change, you know, how I'm going to play or how I'm treat going to treat people around the room and everything. That's such an important thing to say. And uh, thank you for, for pointing that out because a lot of people need to, to remember that as well. Just because you have a letter doesn't mean you, know, you need to change who you are. The reason, exactly. you, the reason you got the letter is because you are who you are. Yeah. yeah. So um, you finished third this year on the team in scoring behind two of the best, I would say, women's players in the world, Alex Carpenter and Rachel Lanes. Um, you had 27 points in 28 games, and then you added four more points in five playoff games. What led you to being so successful this year personally? Um, I think I just had a, you know, self-confidence this year um it was definitely up from last year and um I just kind of carried this I guess you could say like this swagger that uh, throughout the whole season um you know I kind of just you know I felt the groove I had a groove and I just stuck with it um and uh having having to play with those two as well you know Rach and Karp uh such skilled players you know they they find you when you're open and they get into open places for you to pass in the puck and it just kind of makes the job so much easier. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, and then, you know, having coaches kind of, uh, you know, um, have that, uh, like confidence in you as well, just 
gives you that much more um, confidence in yourself. So, yeah, yeah, this year was definitely uh, a high for me, and uh, I was pretty excited about it. I can imagine. Um, You were playing on the top line most of the season. Um, You played a little bit of D. You showed your versatility throughout the season. First of all, why did that happen? How did you end up moving up and down the lineup so much? (laughs) Uh, I think I remember it was, I think it was before playoffs, I think. Uh, Taylor accident, she didn't mean to definitely, but uh, she accidentally ran into the ref. (laughs) (laughs) Accidentally (laughs) on purpose? Accidentally ran. Well, the ref was literally in the wrong place. Okay. Um, So it was a pretty funny moment. We all saw it and. You know, we kind of had a chuckle out of it. And then the next day, coach gives Taylor text like, hey, uh, just a heads up, like you you might be suspended. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, For accidentally serious? hitting the ref? <laughs> well, the ref, the ref thought it was intentional, right? Oh, my so, gosh. So, yeah. So, Taylor end up, ends up getting uh, suspended. And then we had a uh, – I don't think – we didn't have Wong yet uh, for the postseason. So, yeah. we were kind of running low on D. And so – uh, Brian was just came out to me and was like, hey, uh, just heads up, you might be playing a little bit of D today. I was like, okay, uh, I'll be ready for it. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, so I played a little bit of D, and then he, you know, I kind of jumped back and forth. <laughs> That's amazing. How were you able to do that it's a, at a professional level, just be able to jump back and forth between forwards and defense? Um, well, it's like it's nothing new to me, and, you know, it's that's kind of, what it's like to be an all-around player, you know, what you got to know how to play every position. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, you know, just knowing all the, you know, the awareness and, you know, having good teammates and great players to play with as well kind of didn't make it too, too hard. Right. So let's talk a little bit about your unexpected run to the championship on the road in Russia, nonetheless. How were you able to manage being away from home, from your home barn for so long? and be so successful at the same time what what were some of the things you did personally to uh to stay focused um yeah so obviously you know we well the funny thing is we're not usually in our home barn that uh that often anyway so playing on the road is kind of like kind of was our motto i guess (laughs) (laughs) you know we you know we went to beijing for almost a month and we'd always be on the road to, in Russia. We don't, we would only really be in Shenzhen for two and a half weeks, three weeks at the most. Um, right. So yeah, it was kind of like the, I wouldn't say the worst, but wasn't the best home, home ice advantage we had. Right. Um, but uh, so the funny story actually leading up into this postseason run, we had uh, four of us, we have Chinese New Year vacation. Yeah. So Chinese New Year, yeah, it's a huge thing, right, in China. So the whole week's off. So most of the team, uh, this was, we came back in January after Christmas break. And as you all know, like all this COVID stuff happening, you know, mm-hmm. they warned us. They told us about it. We we're like, all right, yeah, it's uh, okay. We'll we'll be safe. Like, don't go out too much. Don't touch too much stuff. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, yeah, uh, Chinese New Year break. Four of us ended up going to Vietnam. <laughs> and uh, so we had this whole trip planned. I think it was like eight or nine days or something like that. Um, day four, day four rolls around. We're on this, we're on this one night, two day cruise. And during that first night, we get a text from our GM and it says like, hey, 
uh, long story short, like, hey, you guys need to come back to Shenzhen. You know, the team's getting out to Russia in the next 40, 24 to 48 hours. And we're oh like, my. oh, my. Oh, <laughs> my. Were you in Halong and, Bay? Uh, in we Hung- were. Yes, yes, yes. Halong Bay. Yeah. Yep. That's not we're an easy track. Cruise. That's not an easy we were, track. Yeah. So we're on this cruise and we're all just like, oh, uh, what do we do? We're in the middle of the ocean right now. Oh, no. <laughs> but, uh yeah, so anyways, we got on a flight the next day back to Shenzhen. We uh, packed our bags as much as we could, at least, for the five-plus weeks we were there. Yeah. And uh, we headed out to Russia, and then 48 hours, it was it was a crazy, crazy Chinese New Year. It sounds like <laughs> it. I mean, first of all, Holong Bay is beautiful, so I'm sure you're just oh, yeah. loving life and enjoying your little break from, from professional hockey and, and hanging out with the girls, and all of a sudden you're... You're rushing to try and get back to the airport. That sucks. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, going back to your question, like yeah. uh, we ca- we ha- we definitely had mom- we had momentum uh, going into Christmas break, definitely. Um, and then you know the two games we had in Shenzhen before uh, the Chinese New Year break, we we still had it. Um, so we definitely we never really doubted ourselves. Uh, and then uh, the four remaining games we had in the regular season, that was kind of just to you know, touch up some things and just really get ready for the postseason. Um, and that definitely helped us every practice and fundamentally uh, preparing ourselves in the games, you know, nonstop, just take every game as it comes. And um, every game we played the same way. And, you know, that drove us really hard into the postseason. And your postseason did not disappoint. Uh, you guys won the first series. It was a two out of three. You won the first two games of that series, which was important um, to get to get into the championship without any adversity. Um, yeah. What was that final series like for you? Uh, in, in Ufa? Yeah. Uh, yeah, literally uh, one word to describe it. Like, I couldn't even put that into words. I right. mean, I haven't been on many winning teams. Um, well, we, we've gotten to the, the championship games, but... Uh, you know, I've never been on a team that where we've really come on top at right. this uh, high level. So, um, what was running? What was running through your mind as those final seconds I, like, ticked off the clock? I don't. I was literally just like, I'm gonna celebrate as hard as I can. You know, uh, you know this. The, these times only come around so uh, once every so often. You know, so of course. you got to take it in, take it in as much as you can. And yeah. with everything that was going around, um, we were we were pretty lucky to even finish our season. So. Yeah. That kind of was the cherry on top of everything that happened this season, really. Yeah, there's not many leagues that got to finish this year, so you guys were very lucky for that. Yeah, and once we heard that, uh, you know, everything's shutting down and whatnot, we're really just like, wow, like everything was kind of meant to be. And as successful as the team was this year, and I know there's a lot of uncertainty for next season right now, but how do you plan personally on improving your game and, and being ready to play again and being a little bit better next year? Um, you know, obviously work ethic, everything. Um, obviously right now the gyms and yeah. stuff are closed. So kind of just making making do with what I got at home uh, with my dog. You know, I've picked her up plenty of times and done squats with her. I'm not yeah. sure if she likes that or not. But uh, <laughs> no, I, I set up the net in the backyard and... Um, you know, just the daily grind still continues, obviously. And, you know, you gotta, you just gotta find ways 
That's right. Because, yes, no, nobody sees what you do behind the scenes. No, no one does. And you hardly get credit for it until you're at the top of the ladder and, and people exactly. are asking you how you ended up there. <laughs> so uh, yeah. you, what advice would you give to young boys and girls out there who, who have a dream of playing professional hockey? Um, I would definitely say, you know, never let go of those dreams, first of all. Um, when you dream of something that as a kid and then you start to grow up and realize that it's definitely a possibility, um, you know, work ethic, compete, and determination definitely come along with that. Um, but I'd say the most important thing is to to have fun with everything. Yeah. You know, make sure you're passionate about it and whatnot. Um, that definitely helped me a lot through this season. I was definitely having a lot more fun, you know, the girls and everything. Um, a funny story, yeah. yeah. Six six of us actually made a song throughout the season. It's it's kind of like a rap song. Um, All right, you have to send out. that to me. <laughs> I don't. Uh, it's exclusive right oh, now. Um, but yeah, shout out. It's it's called <laughs> dim. It's called dim sum party. <laughs> oh, sounds fun. <laughs> but uh, yeah, just uh, have fun with everything. You know, enjoy every moment. Yeah, that's great advice, Leah. So uh, obviously, like I said, things are uncertain. But right now, but what's your plan for next year? Right now. Uh, my plan is definitely to return uh, to KRS. Um, uh, I signed a, a three-year contract with them. Um, you know, everything's up in the air, though, right now. But uh, if uh, everything goes to plan, um, I would def- I'm definitely going to be returning to KRS. Well, I Shenzhen. hope you do because I really want to come over and watch you guys play next season. Hopefully everything gets opened up soon and we can get back to some hockey action. Oh, I hope so too. Yeah, definitely missing the NHL playoffs right now. Oh, totally. I mean, the best time of year is taken away from us. Yeah, but hey, I know. in light of what's happening, I guess uh, I guess there could be worse things. So, Leah, um, thank you so much, first of all, for um, taking the time to talk to me. I really appreciate you sharing your story with us. Thanks. It was awesome to be a part of your podcast. Oh, thanks so much. That sound brings us to the end of the interview. Leo, will you stick around for our overtime questions? Sure, of course. All right. Overtime is brought to you by The Big Bite. Ah, yeah, ladies and gentlemen. It's time to talk about some food. You like burgers, ribs, hot dogs, milkshakes, or even some poutine? Well, you can find them all in one spot. That place is called The Big Bites. They got a cheaper-than-cheap deal on chicken wings. Three bucks. Only three bucks a wing. Tuesday nights in North Point, Wednesday night in Shektong Choi. Every Thursday night at the Big Bite Flame and Grill in Shektong Choi is steak night. For 100 bucks plus a little bit of service charge, you can get a 10-ounce premium Canadian steak with your choice of sauce and unlimited fries or salad. Right about now is when I used to talk about a Thanksgiving special that they had. I even remind you that Christmas was coming, and they had turkey. And speaking from experience, it was delicious. Speaking of delicious, you should go over to their North Point location and try the PB&J burger. That's peanut butter and jam on a burger. Sounds gross, but it's not. Don't agree with me? Come on over to the studio and we'll drop the gloves. Check out more information on their Facebook site at the Big Bite HK. That's the Big Bite HK. Go fill your belly. All prices are in Hong Kong dollars. Overtime! All right, Leah, I'm going to ask you a series of 10 rapid-fire questions or one-timers, followed by one final bonus question for our listeners. Answer the questions as quickly as possible. Are you ready? 
All right, let's go. Let's go. Crosby or McDavid? Uh, McDavid. Nordiques or Whalers? Whalers. Price or Rask? Price. Donald Brashear or Marty McSorley? I'll go with McSorley. Ovechkin or Malkin? Ovi. Lindros or Neely? Lindros. Scott Stevens or Wendell Clark? Stevens. Matt Sundin or Peter Forsberg? Forsberg on that one. Pierre Maguire or Kelly Rudy? (laughs) Rudy. (laughs) Okay. Fighting or no fighting? Fighting. Finally, your team has a penalty shot in overtime of Game 7 in the Stanley Cup Finals. From any era, from any team, who's taken the shot? Ooh. I'll go back to, uh, you know, the magic man, Datsuk. Oh, Datsuk. That. Yeah, that's a great call. And I'm going oh, to add a part B to that question. If sure. it was game seven overtime for the WHL championships, who are you throwing <laughs> on the ice to take that shot? Uh, we got to go with Carp on that one. Uh, awesome. <laughs> Alex Carpenter. Thank you, Leah. Thanks again for taking the time to come and talk to me today. That was Across the Pond. And that's a wrap. Awesome. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you to our amazing sponsors. As always, The Big Bite, Yardley Brothers Beer, Ben Marin's Photography, Sunset Studio, Print House Limited, and Asia Sports Tech. Finally, thank you to Lauren Orris and Fiona Chow, who have helped us as advisors and liaisons to Hong Kong's hockey world. To support the podcast, check out our amazing merchandise on our website at acrossthepondhk.com. Check us out on social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at acrossthepondhk. Are you still there?